Greetings, programs. Welcome to the Tron Loves Podcast. I'm Day, also known as Discs of Tron, and I'm joined today, again, as always, by the amazing Reeds. And today, we're going through the wonderful, amazing, amazing, awesome, and usually forgotten world of Tron 2.0. composed by uh, yours truly kind of goal for that um i actually wrote this theme out early january but i wanted to rework it because i wasn't a fan of one of the synths i used so i replaced it rewrite rewrote a couple of melodies and variations of certain tron themes that you'll that you managed to hear and now i'm just here enjoying my shake and ready to um dive into what we consider the non-canon dark side of tron dark side oh uh, well yeah what we're about to see and what you you know those are listening are about to you know listen on to about i'm just gonna say there's some angst and it's a lot of angst not at first but it gets there very quickly yeah uh okay so this is a reminder for me uh from reads so uh when we go through this entire segment um there's definitely some spoilers incoming so if you want to wait and you know if you care about spoilers part, for the 19 year old video game that is yep or you know read a old comic um pause right now okay we're giving them time yes i so <laughs> um war is dead okay i was yeah, I I purposely wanted to wait five seconds for them to press the pause button, and you definitely. Nah, they're fine. They'll, they'll be fine. Um, right, right. You guys are good. Yeah, you guys are good. So yes, they're all nodding Tron their heads. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely nodding their heads. I'm sure no one's like, "What the heck?" We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> um, so this game is a sequel to Tron, much like Tron Legacy where the main character is the son of a character from the original, also like Tron Legacy, with a dead mom, a lot like Tron Legacy, and (laughs) falls in love with a computer program, a lot like Tron Legacy. The fact that you just started out with, yes, dead mom. No! (laughs) It's a Disney character! I know, but... I don't know what you want from me. (laughs) Okay, uh, but yeah, Tron 2.0 is an interesting, um, it is a first-person shooter game, kind of a new route for Tron at this time. We're used to, you know, the usual classic, you know, um, Tron arcade game, Discs of Tron, ironically, um, the game, not you, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but, no, um, yeah, so Tron 2.0 came out in 2003, um, it originally came out for um pc and eventually um got its way into xbox in 2004 with the killer killer app mod and there was also a version made for the game boy advance um so yeah so a lot about tron 2.0 um it's this side of the tron franchise it has some interesting uncanny parallels that one can compare with legacy (laughs) legacy quote 
legacy code wow words uh (laughs) struggling there so yeah you know it's that shake it's the sugar it's kicking in it's the brownie shake yeah uh so the two main protagonists um have a lot of similarities um in both um 2.0 and legacy and of course um since um they are the sons of alan and flynn and they both became friends with program slash isos in their respective system and also Laura is dead. D E A D dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah. Um, that's basically 2.0. We'll talk about the other thing once we're done talking about 2.0. Uh so let's start off with 2.0. Um, I know y'all heard us talk about the soundtrack of this game, which paid a lot of um homage to Wendy Carlos's um Tron 82 soundtrack. Which is uh, both of them are really good tracks. About this, go listen to the first episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after so, after you listen to this one, of course. Exactly. So I kind of did a little synopsis of the game, but before I even get started with the whole what happens in 2.0, um, both of us have played 2.0, so I guess we should share at least like I don't know a short, you know. What was kind of like, what do you remember from 2.0? Even though I don't, uh, did you ever finish the game? I did, yeah. Um, like a, a long time ago, so I don't really remember most of it. But um, I remember I was on a voice call with you and a few other people when I played through the bulk <laughs> of the game. Yes. And so the game has a quick save feature, which you need to make liberal use of, but not too much because there were many a time i soft locked myself (laughs) because i was like quick saving like in really bad positions so that was fun um that stealth section right after the first light cycle segment i hate it i hate it so much it it can go just not exist (laughs) um and also remember when you learned that the light cycle sections were skippable because I did I it. I have a tangent. I have a tangent about that that I have written in my notes. So get ready for that. that that'll be fun. I can't wait to get to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I played 2.0. I've done it two and a half runs. I did one on normal, one on hard. And I am working on an insane run. And I'm just three missions away from finishing said insane run. Um, yeah, the harder the game, it does get ridiculously difficult. Um, I, in terms of auto save or quick saving for me, I actually saved at the wrong times where I literally, I barely had any health. So it was kind of bad. So I I think I died at least like five times in the span of five seconds. That's how bad I was with, um, quick saving. Oh, that makes me feel better. Oh yeah. I would jump scares galore, screaming, um, angry moments yeah <laughs> nice, nice okay so let's all right so let's go ahead and talk about this game um i did a, um some summaries of what happens um kind of added my little spin it, it and it added all my experience throughout each of these like uh cutscenes and levels so yeah uh so the game starts off with a scene of a corrupted user by the name of thorn the home gram is basically corrupting ordinary scripts to serve by his side. Um, RIP to the poor email script. 
He was just doing his job, sending emails to making sure they don't get infected by viruses. Oh, wait, wait a minute. The email script becomes an, uh, a corrupted program. But <laughs> I have to say the characterization he's, Thorne is making these programs bald. <laughs> I have that in my notes, but. <laughs> I mean, it is accurate. Yeah. Okay, so after all that um, angsty beginning, uh, meanwhile, in the real world, uh, enter Jet Bradley or Jethro Eugene Bradley, as you see in one of the email collectibles throughout that the game. That is his canon official name. Yeah. That is his official name. Yeah. yeah um, Alan, why did you give him that name? That middle name? Jethro's cool. Eugene? That's a hard, that's a hard pass, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so Jet's playing Space Paranoids for I don't know how many times because he's a gamer. Uh, we get a whole popcorn scene from a random co-worker of his. Also, I kind of assume it's Roy's son. I don't know, just to play, just because of the whole dialogue is very familiar to 82. Um, so Jet picks up the phone, and lo and behold, it's the almighty Alan Brantley. I am so sorry to what happened in his design. Oh, man. <laughs> Like, uh, he's got, like, a... Alan's got a 5 o'clock shadow, like... But, hey, it's still Bruce Boxleitner playing him. Yes, I do have to hand it to Bruce, because he actually did play it. And you see his name in the introduction um, of the uh, the title, um, like, cool title sequence that the game has. And it's just amazing how Bruce is dedicated to Tron. And, of course, we as fans just, uh, um, like, wow, okay, I am pausing you know, are just amazed by how dedicated he is to the character. <laughs> all right, so, uh, so you know, Jet's all like, hey, what's poppin', eh, Brad? And, you know, basically, Alan's not happy with Jet after turning down an offer. Um, and it was a really good programming offer at Encom. But, of course, Jet, you know, typical son moment. I was all like, nah, Dad, want to be a gamer, a gamer for life. And then Alan's just annoyed, and he's all like, uh, Jet, you're sounding like Flynn. Jet just wants oh. to sit there with his G fuel, you know. <laughs> I don't know if it was uh, invented in two thousand and three, so or like post eighty two, so some sort of gamer um, beverage, perhaps that. <laughs> or no, that's just caffeine. Sorry, gamer beverage. <laughs> what else am I gonna say? I don't know what came out in the eighties, so. Uh, okay, so um, there were some sus people in the beginning of the scene that walked past the popcorn dialogue, and apparently um, they kidnap Alan. Casually, and, uh, you know, casual yeah. kidnapping. Yeah, and of course, Jet was curious of what was happening. So Jet heads to Alan's area and asks Mithria, good old computer, uh, good old, you know, good old friend of Alan, uh, to see where he went. And of course, well... Jet gets digitized, and we're on to one of the coolest um, intros in 2003. A pretty good soundtrack, just the way it builds into the massive title of Tron 2.0. I think that's just like the selling point of how amazing that this game is about to be. And you haven't even started playing it. No, exactly. You just get cutscene, awesome epic title sequence. Ooh, and then you're off to the uh, off to um, that system. Okay, uh, Jet is fully digitized into the computer, and he's met with Fight, a very sassy, pompous version of Bit. Yes, this little thing has an attitude. 
um home gram we love or home... him for it <laughs> yep a home gram or home bit i'm really kind of going with the lingo here uh he's pretty smart because he already knew that jet is a user you don't need any blood drawn like in legacy bite just has a 900 iq moments every time <laughs> every single time okay so basically this whole little area is tutorial but when i played this game the first time and i'm pretty sure call of duty picked this up from tron 2.0 because if you commit friendly fire, it's an instant, like, you know, game over, end of line. <laughs> because when the first set of enemies appeared, I accidentally derezzed Bite. <laughs> it was oh, no. It was an accident. And I was like, what happened? I was like, oh, because I didn't know he would scream. And then I, because <laughs> any of like the ally programs have like 25 to 50 health. So if you throw your disc or, hit a weapon at them, they can instantly derez. So, so there was that. Um, and also later on, I accidentally got Alan. <laughs> so whatever you do, please do not give me explosive weapons in game. <laughs> just don't. Just, just don't. Yeah, just don't. Um, so some other things that you can encounter that you will need for the remainder of your game, especially when you're playing on insane. And I'm not kidding. Um, build points. There's a hundred of them total. I tried to go for all build points, but I missed one on this uh, third mission on Insane. I was big sad. Um, but yeah, so they update Jet's version and have access to leveling up your health, your energy, your transfer, um, as well as all that stuff, defragging your subroutines. And the more ex the experience, the better. And if you decide to play on the hardest difficulty, which I did, you will need all of them. And I'm just going to say, start with weapons and then maximize your armor. That's my that's my advice. Um, permissions. And oh no, what were sorry, you saying? Go ahead. Now you. Go I was ahead. just gonna say that I think it's cool how this um game leans much more into the computer comparisons way more than the others than like any other tron thing which is the biggest thing yeah uh definitely this game is so quirky the soundtrack has some of the classic computer noises that you're used to hearing and it really just brings that you know that whole vibe to life that's what i like about 2.0 all right so permissions um, these vary for each mission. When you're in a new system, there's a new set of permissions that you have to acquire and you need them to open doors and such and also download um, a couple of stuff. Um, subroutines. So these are like your abilities that you apply during the game. Some of these include fuzzy signature, which is basically um, stealth, um, armor, viral scans, and you can update update upgrade the subroutines to beta and gold version via the code optimization where or cal <laughs> i actually didn't notice the uh the abbreviated version of this when I, until i played it the second time they're called cows <laughs> little quirky thing <laughs> but I, it was interesting uh okay so weapons the fun stuff so in this game you're <laughs> You're going to need more than a disc. Um, you have the ball launcher, which is basically um, basically you just shoot green energy. You also have the lol 
or LOL. It's basically a sniper. And then you have Drunken Dims, which is like... I uh, forgot that it was called the LOL. Oh, my yeah. God. Because I remember <laughs> the first time I saw that, I went, oh, my. This is incredible. I love this game. <laughs> I got the LOL sniper rifle. Because I was like, is that even a thing in 2003? I'm sorry. I know I'm really dating how young I am by saying that. <laughs> but, like... That was the my genuine I reaction. See, the more I see lol, I think of League of Legends, but the amount of times I play Tron 2.0, I'm a fi- like a like officially like affiliating the lol with Tron 2.0. Fair, fair. We should all do that. Yes. Um after you get your dosage of combat, um Bite and Jet escape to get away from all the corruption. Um yeah, lots of corruption, all those balls programs running around. Poor scripts. <laughs> uh Let's see. Eventually, um, Jet gets captured by the ICPs, which are these red programs um, led under Colonel, who Jet gets interrogated by. Okay, this program's name is Colonel. This is where I cue the popcorn joke. But I'm not going to say the popcorn joke because... So is he one of Roy's programs? (laughs) Popcorn co-worker. (laughs) <laughs> popcorn co-worker <laughs> okay so after interrogation um, Jet gets sent to the game grid and so light cycles galore and this is where the tangent begins for light cycles okay, before so reads light- begins I would like to say that I very much enjoyed all of the light cycle segments in this game but <laughs> she just isn't very good okay what Day said earlier, because here's the thing. You don't have to physically do all the light cycles. You can actually, if you get derezzed, you can say no, and it just takes you immediately to the next thing or to the next mission, next cutscene, etc. But the first time I played this game, I did not know about that until I got on a VC, and the days are like, oh, you know, you can just skip them, right? I'm like, I'm sorry. I could do that? <laughs> I was, like, super frustrated. I'm like... So I got mad for a span of 15 minutes of light cycles just to know that I could skip them. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I it still makes me mad, but but no, it does get harder because when I you know when I did my insane run, I'm like, oh, I'll give them a shot, even though I'm gonna skip. Let me see how far I go. Yeah, um, all the AIs are good. They have aimbot. And they can easily just lock onto you and just, yeah, hit you with a light wall. That's, you know, that's something. How can light cycles have aimbot? Hey, I mean, good programming. <laughs> and also me being bad at light cycles. <laughs> that too. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I lost my place. Okay, there we go. Okay, so basically Jet has to go through this whole tournament until he has to face... Um, you know, as a final four matchup. And then Mercury, one of the competing programs, decides to make an exit for Jet so both of them can escape. All right. So, so this is the stealth mission that Dave was talking about. Uh, yeah. So, Fuzzy Signature is one of the most important subroutines. This was also the mission I missed the one build point. But yeah, um, electrocution it. time. Basically, uh, Mercury gives you basically two electrocution rods, and you just go sneak around and electrocute a couple of um, ICPs. Quite fun, <laughs> but it's not on insane. For you, because... maybe. Yeah. 
so basically this mission, uh, Jet has to get his disc back. And of course, we also get the best weapon in the game because the lol get um you also get the lol in this level. The best. So the, the absolute best weapon if you know how to use it. Yeah. Also the data finders, you know, like the red floating things. Oh my god. Those things can yeah, those so they don't much. miss. They don't miss. So <laughs> those have aimbot, let me tell you. Yeah, even in, even in the hardest or easiest difficulty, they have aimbot. It's just, you know, you take less damage. Like when I played on insane, like it took me from like 105 health already to like 19. <laughs> like that's how Ooh. insane they are. <laughs> And if you don't level your health, you can easily get one shot. <laughs> That's how insane um, the finder, the data finders are. So basically reformatting, um, Jet, Mercury, and Byte have to escape. And also they have to go free Mithria. Also another heart level because some of those enemies can, all the ICPs can respawn and it's not fun. Oh yeah, that's when we have to like shut down the spawners, right? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, depending on the amount of permissions. If you have the required yeah. ones, yeah. No, that one was a pain, especially on Insane, because already the ICPs are armored, and they have shotguns on their arms, so they can, like, shoot three discs at once. And I'm like, why? <laughs> like, instant... I want that upgrade. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not fun. Okay, so... Mithria is free. Uh, reformatting basically is like this big firewall where programs' memories get like wiped, erased, reformatted, which you'll experience in like the next few missions, not from Jet, but from a couple of other programs that he encounters. All right. So now um, Mithria or Jet begins asking Mithria a couple of questions like, you know, what's happening with Alan, you know? So he show you know, Mithria shows him a video file of uh, the sus people, or basically they're three members of FCON or Future Control Industries, FCON, surprisingly, um, basically pushing him into the back wall, asking for some correction algorithms. And eventually, uh, Mithria is asking about the Tron Legacy code. No reference in the movie whatsoever. This movie or this game came out in 03. And of course, Legacy came out seven years later. So there's like no reference to Legacy. It's just a it was just, just a concept. A coincidence. Yeah, it was just a concept created in the game. Okay, uh going back to the finders. And this is where the law is super important here, just because um, you have to get all three files about the Tron Legacy code. And then having to deal with finders as you cross through three different bridges and, of course, dealing with ICPs as they invade the area. So you have all of that. Once that's done, you go through just a couple of more areas. Basically, once Mithria is free, um, you have to protect her from a set of ICPs with a two-minute countdown. Again, lol is the best weapon for this, but, you know, really guard. Because you can easily fail the mission if they manage to get Mithria. So, like, always auto-save at the top. That's what I do. So, after all that happens, um, we get, um, so we get to one of the first big bosses of the game. I do have to say, uh, weapons are important here. Um, I preferably suggest using the ball launcher here just because the seeker has a lot of health and can easily kill you as well as with the research hogs 
that are around the area that spawn every time the seeker goes into hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeker, the seeker wasn't a problem. It was just the research hogs because they do so much damage. But yeah, so after you defeat the seeker, you're into a very old system. Um, you also deal in the beginning, you run into a program named I know who kind of looks like Dumont, but has no reference to Dumont, but he's I know. So basically he takes you to um throughout the old system to kind of, you know, that's where the Tron legacy code is. So go through some light tanks, get some upgrades. And yeah, there's also some cool uh Tron Scherzo music here throughout. But yeah, more research, more research hogs, all that, you know, fun stuff. And yeah, so once you get all that, Jet get, um, gets the legacy code and uh, they are warped to the progress bar. Well, basically the main city before heading to the progress bar. <laughs> um, so beforehand, before Jet gets into the progress bar, um, there's a little area. You can get a couple build points beforehand. Uh, yay, more corrupted programs, another timeline or a time countdown before the ICPs show up to take care of the rest of them. Oh, yeah, and there's also that witch, that corrupted witch that just shoots lightning and infects your subroutines. That's also interesting. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. That yeah. one was fun. Now, they're, they can easily be dealt with just a one shot with the lull, and yeah, that's all you need. Okay, so progress bar music is jamming some of my favorite uh one of my favorite like areas in 2.0 just because you know the music so jet figures out everyone's favorite system shanty and compiles the legacy code from Athria. alan on the other line after looking at a video file basically is like red flag red flag j brad son homie don't let Mathria do that man did you just call him j brad yeah <laughs> why not i mean i can that's why my disappointment is immeasurable in my day bruh <clears throat> it's it's the shake man okay it's the shake <laughs> all right so oh no thorns here and we also have another countdown just to make sure Mathria doesn't get taken care of and oh no alan gets digitized by fcon and, well, they're in the corrupted server. Oh, boy, it's just an adventure for the Bradleys. So, basically, Jet's on the way to find Alan. So, yeah, a couple of things then and there. Um, Jet slices the colonel's head off. Well, literally, because you have to... That's also another boss fight. And then um, Thorne realizes his mistakes. And, of course, Alan's there. And, of course, whatever you do, don't damage Alan or you instantly, like, you know, end of line. <laughs> Why would we damage Abrad? He's our favorite. Well, you, because you actually have to use a di- there's a disc fight um the second phase of Colonel. So I'm just like, well, okay. That's also fun. Cuz you got to be dramatic. Yeah, I also had to like I was like scream jumping because Colonel kept charging me. I'm like, no 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 no. no. <laughs> like all that. <laughs> um but yeah. So um so Thorn gives Jet his access to his PDA. Um also, this is also one of my favorite um, missions. It's a short mission. The only like enemy you have to deal with are data finders. Also, one of the best track uh, tracks in the soundtrack. Okay, and now here comes jump scares, um, data race. 
So these are supposedly the little things that have you noticed, if you notice in the cutscenes that FCON is getting ready to digitize into the system. Um, data rates, they're not as bad as long as you have your like subroutines golden. And they have literally that first weapon you get in the game, not the disc, but that like purple, I don't know, that purple gun. That's basically what they have. And it doesn't really do as much damage until it's on insane difficulty. But yeah, I noticed um, when I was playing on hard, they actually, the data race actually talked. I actually had to pause my game because I was like, wait, they can talk? Oh, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that they did that. Yeah, it scared me because I literally hear uh, I heard like one yell freeze program, but the voice was so scary. I actually had to pause and stop and like reassess what I just heard. <laughs> Jump scare actually... moment. Yeah, it scared me. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, but yeah. Okay, so lots of puzzles galore throughout this latter half of the game. Um, Jet's able to get Alan transferred over to the FCON server. And basically, both of the Bratleys are about to break into the root of a problem. Uh, we get one more seeker fight and, of course, data race put into one area. Not fun. And then I haven't gotten there yet on Insane. And for sure, I am not ready for it because I know I'm going to be de-rezzed at least every, like, 50 times because <laughs> that's going to be hard. Oof. Yeah, I'm not playing an Insane run anytime soon. I am almost done with it. I'm like... I'm dedicated, but I'm probably not going to finish it until, like, I don't know, later next week. Once all my stuff is done. All right, so Jet Bradley, certified server crasher. So, basically, they get all that. Him and Mercury hug it out. One of the sad moments of uh, 2.0, at least in Jet's life. And, oh, yeah, so the, uh, you know those, uh, those sus people that kidnapped Alan? So they got digitized into this one big viral corrupted monster. And it comes with, you get this, three stages. Oh, we love those kinds of enemies. Uh, we, we love those kinds of fights, yeah. So this is where my auto, my quick save issue kind of came in. Uh, because, yeah, I would save at really bad spots during um, this boss fight. And it was definitely... <laughs> um, it was something. It wasn't a bother when I played it on hard, but on normal, I messed it up just because I kept saving it when I was very low on health. But um, yeah, weapons I would suggest for these boss fights um, and from a distance, um, either gold, ball launcher, or drunken dims. It's just, it just, you take, you, you know, it's a lot of damage on them and it just makes it easy. So... So once you beat the boss, um, yeah, Mithria basically escorts Jet home. And of course, Alan, you know, makes sure he saves the, you know, you know, file saves all the correction algorithms. Uh, who knows what happens with FCON, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, so basically the Bradleys basically, you know, escape the system. And, you know, Jet's kind of sad. He wants to see Mercury again. And of course, and you know the here comes the sun aspect you know he asks alan for a wallpaper of mercury and i'm just all like why <laughs> like jet please but yeah that's basically 2.0 in a nutshell pretty fun game <laughs> a very fun game <clears throat> yeah would play it again even after i'm done on insane i just want 100 percent it but i know that's gonna take a while <laughs> but yeah um 
for someone like me, I enjoy playing a lot of shooter games back in the days. I played a lot of like, you know, console. So yeah, Tron 2.0 is an amazing game for its time. I just like this dark parallel with Alan and Jet. But man, they made Alan mean. And I'll say why they made Alan mean when we hop into the next segment. And we also have an emote of this version of Alan in the community server because of what we're about to talk about. There, I know if you're familiar with the comic Tron Betrayal, which of course is a prequel to Legacy. So I got this other comic that I'm about to talk about right now. This is set after Tron 2.0, entitled Ghost in the Machine. And this is honestly one of the darkest pieces of literature I have owned, at least in comic form. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, this is a comic adaptation broken down into six volumes. Like I said, set immediately after 2.0. So I'm just going to give my one sentence summary of this. Uh, you digitize yourself too many times and you are in for a joyride. Jed Ratley, what have you done? Oh no, that's not how you want to hear things starting. Yeah, so, of course, I have my physical hobby with me uh, just to, you know, guide myself through these notes. So, um, in the beginning, um, it gives, like, this whole summary about the knowledge of NCOM. Also includes the plot line for 82. And uh, just to, you know, get readers caught up. And, of course, 2.0 as well. So, it starts off with this. Jet's in therapy. Like, yeah, he's in therapy. Saying that he's having nightmares. You know, all these memories be hitting him like a boulder. And, you know, all these memories of are him, you know, in the, in, the, in the old system. Just him being recompiled and, you know, he's freaking out because somebody is taking over his body. Yeah, it's, it's like instantly dark. Like your main protagonist is in therapy. And we warned you about me and Alan, which is not going to happen till later. But yeah, that's already... Like 2.0, like, yeah, it's already about to get scary. Or not 2.0, GITM words. It's the shake. GITM. Or, or, uh, get him. <laughs> get him. <laughs> no, GITM. GITM. Yeah, yeah, GITM. I'm not going to use my, uh, my Texas slang. It's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. So basically, first of all, Lots of weird flaws, and I just think this is probably part of Jet's, like, messed up memories. But apparently, Alan and Jet built this whole thing by, you know, in the arcade. And, of course, it's very different than, you know, the backroom of Flynn's that we see in Legacy and Uprising. It's very different because there's all these wires. Jet's over here in, like, this... I don't know, CIA-looking, Deadpool-looking suit. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> so, all that. Um, okay, and apparently there was cops chasing Jet. Ironically, what happens to Sam in Legacy? I mean, the <laughs> sons. They always get into trouble. But it's interesting that throughout Jet's mind trip, we get a glimpse of the conscripts preparing for war against the MCP. So this is back in the old system. So you get the old, you know, the old Tron style. And of course, um, 
this is already a red flag for a flaw because, you know, this is the first time we're hearing about a war against the MCP because, you know, we never saw that in 82. And you know, I don't think Disney would push that through anyway if they added that for 82. But yeah, that was kind of like one of the flaws that we noticed in GITM is that. And of course, for us Tron fans, we can immediately tell. We can even immediately tell that's like red flags. But for Jet, he thinks it's real. I don't know. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, like, yay, I'm in war. All right, time to go save the system again. Ooh, Jet Bradley to the rescue. Yay. <laughs> okay, so basically. Everyone um, reading, red flag, red flags for sale. Get your red flags. <laughs> <laughs> Support Sark today. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I meant, but okay. Hey, red flags, red circuitry. Nah. <laughs> All right. Um, so it's algorithm reconfiguration time. I set that flawlessly without flubbing. Good job, me. Um, so Jet wants to go in and, you know, do some fixes in the system. But Alan's all like, uh, son, don't do that. You're going to get corrupted like Thorne because, you know, Jet's been in several times and it's done mess with his mind. So he's basically got his version of Flynn sanity. Jet sanity. Of course. But does Jet listen to Bratley? to alan bradley absolutely nah. absolutely not don't tell me what to do dad <laughs> exactly uh he makes a kansas quote reference which is kind of funny uh to wizard of oz okay so this is where the comic kind of gets weird there is rabbits there's like a fantasy land and like you know is i asked myself when reading this are we suddenly in a tron and alice in wonderland crossover <laughs> Like, I had forgotten about the rabbits, and I was very happy. Why'd you remind me those exist? Uh, you can blame the comic, not me. Um, I wrote in because I, I was very happy that I had forgotten about those. Well, <laughs> well, so we have this rabbit. His name is Clarence, and you know he's trying to knock some sense into Jet. You know, getting him a whole wake up call because you know what he's doing right now isn't even real. Well, you know. He's hallucinating digital rabbits. Yes. You know, what was Kevin Flynn's version of digital rabbits? I have to wonder. I don't know. Grid bugs, probably. <laughs> Grid bugs. <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Again, Jet doesn't listen because, you know, of course, he thinks the rabbit's not real. And, you know, he still thinks he's fighting in the war. So, yeah. Um, then we get a nice reference from 82. So he fights the MCP. You know, he eats the disc only to get the most cursed wink from the MCP. I'd never been this scarred (laughs) about the MCP because, oh my God, (laughs) like he winks, he sticks his tongue out. I'm like, what, what, like, what is this? Like he's breaking character. (laughs) It's like, it's cursed, but yeah. Um, so Interesting, and this is a cliffhanger to one of the um, the chapters in Ghost in the Machine. So basically, Jet's red version, his red self appears, uh, which concludes chapter four of the comic. So I do have to say, um, Jet's red design is actually one of my favorites from that comic. It was just, it's just pretty cool. <laughs> Just the whole crown vibe. And he's also a big bully. He reminds me of the typical high school bully that just, you know, just beats you up. <laughs> you know, the you know, the usual high school bully. 
and you know he inter- mm. he interrogates Jet in chapter five, and you see the man pushing Jet into a toilet. Like, come on, <laughs> like what is this comic? Like poor Jet, he's getting bullied by his own self. Like at the same time, I feel bad, but he's hallucinating. Like again, another wake up call. But eventually, Jet realizes that you know it's not real, and he's gonna go after Clarence. Thus, we get the tale of three Jets. Jet, his red self, and Clarence. Definitely is something. Um, the three of them merge into one. And what do you know? Jet ends up being corrupted. Did you listen to your father, Jet? You could have guessed. You should have listened. I'm pretty sure Alan's just somewhere like, he should have listened. That's why he's becoming just like Flynn. Lost in his own system. Tisk tisk. So uh, his user, again... I'm confused to what the latter of the comic is saying. Cause I'm like, there's no way Jet has a user. He is a user. But basically, his user appears telling him exactly what's happened. And Laura's mind basically becomes Mithria. Uh yeah. I forgot how weird this comic was. Oh my. Yeah. In this whole like Yeah, for reference, it's been forever since I've read this comic and I've blocked out most of it apparently. I'm sorry for bringing it back to you, but this needs to be said because this comic is all kinds of wacky. <laughs> I'm hearing that. Okay, so um, so Jet ends up sacrificing his humanity and ends up in his own realm with Mercury. So Mercury is back. I mean, she's been in there in the comic, but you know, she's been providing motivation. Of course, Clarence is trying to slap you know the sense out of him. But yeah. And so basically that's how it ends. Is yeah, so Jet's technically dead. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's dead. He is a ghost in the machine. <laughs> you could say. Yeah. So yeah. Um Tron 2.0. It's dark, contemporary, crazy. Um, it's got that creepy Alan and Laura panel. Um uh, I'm so sorry. They, uh, Alan. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that panel. That panel still scars me because I don't know what to say about most of this comic. Yeah, I mean it's an inter- it's an angst for sure. Like a comic full of angst, but man, there are some dark moments. But you know, it's uh, with all the chaos um, that both Tron 2.0 and Ghost in the Machine have created. Um, it's why many of us consider it non-canon. So that's why we kind of stick to, you know, 82 Uprising Legacy as our, you know. Which, granted, Steven Lesberger and Joseph Kaczynski, the two directors of the films, have both said 2.0 was non-canon. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you get some fun concept. What? What? What were you even trying to say? I was trying to say uh, a lot of the concepts. That's the word. Oh. <laughs> My tongue just, like, I don't know, died. Hearing that. But no, so all of the concepts from 2.0 and Ghost in the Machine. Uh, definitely, it has some pretty cool things. I mean, the aspects of 2.0 are pretty nice. Music's The music's good. The weapons were a really good selection and were pretty diverse throughout. But yeah, um, so going back to the Allen panel, so Laura gets punched. I don't know how I feel about that. 
it was weird. I do. It sucks. It's is weird because that's not Alan Bradley. <laughs> like he would never do that. And of course, we get this whole thing that you know, Mathria is Alan's computer wife. <laughs> like <laughs> it's a plankton and Karen move. <laughs> yeah, like. If you know, we talk about Flynn's sanity in our Flynn Lives episode, but you know, with this whole episode being about you know Jet and Alan, this is Bradley mania, man. Like, what is happening with the Bradleys? Like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's like if you know, Legacy instead was of Alan, I think we would have gotten a similar scenario with 2.0, and we would definitely would have gotten a dark another dark aspect of tron but now that that was basically it for both uh ghost of the machine and tron 2.0 um if you want to check we, them out we still think that if you haven't played them or read them you should do that um i believe you can get ghost of the machine on amazon right uh i actually got my copy off of ebay it's in pretty fair condition it's not the best but um it was readable. There's even a couple of sites online where you can read it from. Like, I read it online first, and then I got the physical copy, just because I wanted to have another Tron, collecti- uh, Tron collectible. Yeah, and then for 2.0 itself, you can either get it on Steam. It's only 10 bucks, but when it's on sale, it's even cheaper. Yeah. Which, you know, amazing. Great. We love it. Um, Or... If you want the killer app version on Xbox, which I believe added a few more levels, right? Uh, I believe so. I think it did. I don't know. We both played the version on Steam, but the Xbox version adds some more content. I know that for sure. Um, You can probably find that on eBay. I don't know the pricing off the top of my head, though. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure a killer app is pretty, pretty cheap. I mean, the only, like, Tron game that's, like, super expensive right now is Evolution, so... Evo's always been expensive and always will be. Yeah. Unless you, like, find it in person somewhere. Well, you managed to have a copy of Evolution, so... Yeah, I found one at a GameStop for, like, 10 bucks used. It was great. Yeah, better than, like, what is it, $60 on eBay now? And if it's, like, the unsealed collector's edition, then it's, like, an extra, like, $500 or 1000 you know... (laughs) But yeah, definitely get, um, you know, play 2.0, read Ghost in the Machine, you know, lots of things with all that. Wow, we're already almost about to be June and our schedules are finally free. So, you know, it's kind of kind of hectic to get, you know, get together and do podcasts again. But, you know, you know, we both had big milestones IRL. So, you know, finally can do. Um, more podcast things. I know I have a couple of episodes um, in mind that are in, I'm drafting up, and I might tweak the theme. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But yeah. Uh, so you can find me um at Tromedy Archive on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I've been making some frequent posts then and there. Uh, just because I am in the process of finishing up my Abraxas cosplay for um a convention I'm going to later this week. So I'm excited. I uh, just needed just a final sewing and then, and then cosplay test. And then if you want to follow my once a month posting <laughs> that hopefully gets better, you can follow me at Discs of Tron on Instagram and Twitter. 
You can follow the podcast at Tron Lives Podcast on Instagram, Tron Lives underscore on Twitter. And you can also join the Tron Community Discord server. That's always fun. Yeah, it's in the show notes. And you can either be greeted by uh, one of us or um, the rest of our fellow staff member friends. So yeah, it's definitely a jam. And they're awesome. They're amazing. Yeah, we're almost close to um, 1,000 members in the community, which is going to be a nice big step for us. And the fact with Tron rising up again, we're definitely, you know, we're definitely going to see a massive influx of more new members joining. So, you know, it's the hype. And of course, you know, we're there. It's a whole, it's a whole vibe. Yeah. And I mean, who wouldn't want to talk with us, right? Yeah. We're just screaming, <laughs> causing chaos. You know, it's just the vibe. Forgetting how to say words, you know. Okay, uh, I was in that. <laughs> I feel like I got called out for that. Look, the amount of tongue slips I had this episode. What? <laughs> okay, Mr. Uh, intro. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you call me out on my word slips. I, and then again, I blame the brownie batter shake that I have, okay? <laughs> I'll blame the shake. <laughs> But yeah, as you can see, this is what happens when you talk about Tron 2.0 and Ghost Machine for about like 40 to 50 minutes and you, you know, you start word slipping, you start forgetting intros, it's, and then, you know, you drink a shake that makes you twit, ah, I don't know. Anyways, we hope you enjoyed our trippy adventure to the non-canon realm of Tron, uh, you know, Tron Action 2.0, the Ghost and Bradley Mania. Um, so yeah, um, Tron lives for the good of the uprising. End of line. <laughs>